Hi everyone, I'm Doug Fullington, and welcome to Ballet Talk for the first program of PMB's 2020-21 digital season, which is titled Dance Happens Everywhere. This is our first performance of the season, our first program, the dancers recording dances for the first time since they returned to the studio. It's a really momentous time for all of us, needless to say. I'll talk about that a little bit more further into our ballet talk, but of course I want to talk to you about the dances that you're about to see. Peter Bull has put together a really diverse program of solos and duets and small ensemble numbers. They really reflect the diversity and breadth of the PMB repertory. In fact, there are so many works that just like at Ballet Talk in McCaw Hall, I'm going to use my trusty casting insert cheat sheet so that I can give you all of the information. I also want to say too that I hope that you will look at the repertory entries on our website. You'll have links to all of those for each dance and you can read more about these works before or after you've seen them. So let's go ahead and start we start with a really wonderful solo from Jerome Robbins' Dances at a Gathering. I think it's very apropos. Dances at a Gathering was made in 1969 for New York City Ballet, and Robbins was returning to City Ballet after many years away, during which time he was creating a whole repertory of wonderful American musical theater, which really uh, defined American musical theater for the mid-20th century, things like West Side Story and Fiddler on the Roof and, and so many. Uh, Dances at a Gathering was his return to New York City Ballet. And likewise, this is our return to performance, our return to the Phelps Center Studios, our return to the McCaw Hall stage where these excerpts and dances have been filmed and recorded for you. The opening solo is not a celebratory one, it is a solo for a man that is contemplative. All of Dances at a Gathering is set to solo piano music by Frederick Chopin. And Robbins was experimenting with solos and duets and small ensembles. He showed the works to Balanchine who simply said, more, make more. So Robbins made a whole wonderful uh, half evening length work of dances, but it opens with this wonderful solo for a man who's dressed in brown, and that's all we know about him. He's the man in brown. Uh, he could be anyone. He could be you, me. For this performance, he's Lucien Postlewaite. And uh, for many years at New York City Ballet, it was Peter Bowl. And Peter was coached by Robbins in this role who shared with him many of the ideas that went into creating the atmosphere of the piece and the gestures. He gave Peter many ideas and options for what to consider as he was preparing the role and as he was dancing the role. And Peter has been able to pass these thoughts and musings from Jerome Robbins on to our dancers at PMB, this time to Lucienne Postlewaite. So you will see Luciana, the opening solo from Jerome Robbins' Dances at a Gathering, and he'll be joined by our principal pianist, Christina Siemens, on the piano playing the Chopin. We move on then to something much more recent, a dance called Foil, which was commissioned by Peter for PNB uh, last fall, fall of 2019. The choreography is by Eva Stone, who's a Northwest-based choreographer and also on the faculty of PNB School. Uh, 
Eva has created a work in five movements, and we will see two of those on the program today. Each of the movements is set to music by a woman composer, and the conceit of the piece is that each movement takes place in a different room in a house. We're going to see two of these rooms on the program today. The first is the second dance out of the five, which Eva has titled Be Still. And it's set to a work for cello and piano by the French composer Nadia Boulanger. It is performed by our principal cellist Paige Smith with Christina Siemens joining her on the piano. This is a trio for three women, and the idea is uh, unusual in that they never face us. Their backs are turned to us, and the expression of the dance comes from how they use those backs and arms, hands, necks, and head. They're wearing long golden skirts. So this is Be Still, and it features Amanda Morgan, Cecilia Ilesu, and Juliet Prine. Then we'll move on to the fourth movement of Foil, which has the title Wait. This is a solo, which will be danced by Abby Jane D'Angelo, and it's set to uh, solo piano work by the 19th century composer Clara Schumann, also performed by Christina Siemens. After the two excerpts from Foil, we move on to an excerpt from a work called One Body, which is new to PNB and will be new to most viewers everywhere. It is part of a larger work called One Body that was created for Peter Bull by Albert Evans. Albert was a much-loved principal dancer at New York City Ballet and a contemporary of Peter's. And after Albert's retirement, he served New York City Ballet as a ballet master until his premature death. Albert is very much missed. He left many legacies to the dance world, but one of those uh, has not been looked into quite so much, and that is a small collection of choreography that he made, including One Body, which was made for Peter as part of a program called Peter Bull Solos, which premiered in 2003. Like dances at a gathering, but different, the solo is contemplative. It's gentle and it's smooth and it's set to very beautiful music by the composer John Kennedy uh, from his larger work called One Body. And this particular song has the title Prayer for the Great Family. Uh, it's a vocal work and it's beautifully sung by a countertenor, a male alto. Peter has revived this piece. In fact, he revived it for the first time this summer for the men in our summer course. And now he has worked with the men of PMB and you will see Christopher Dariano perform this solo from One Body. And please do check out our Meet the Artist feature, which will come with this program in which Peter will interview Christopher about One Body and you'll be able to learn more about the piece there. And please also read Peter's new program note that he has written about Albert Evans and about One Body. This is an exciting premiere for us. <clears throat> Next, we move into classical ballet territory with some excerpts from Swan Lake. Now, Swan Lake means a great deal to the ballet canon and to classical companies everywhere. It also holds an important place in the history of PNB. We first performed Kent Stoll's Swan Lake in 1981. It was a real milestone for a young company. 
In 2003, the production was revived with new scenery and costumes, scenery by Ming Cho Lee, and costumes by Paul Taswell, whose work you will also know from Hamilton and the recent film Harriet. Just beautiful costumes. Peter has selected uh, excerpts from three of the four acts of Swan Lake. The first is uh, simply a bravura a dance for a man. It's from the Act One Pas de Trois, which means a dance for three. It's for a man and two women. You'll see Kyle Davis in the male solo from the Act One Pas de Trois from Swan Lake. Then we move on to the first lakeside scene, the famous scene of the swans in which Prince Siegfried meets the Swan Queen Odette. You'll see Elizabeth Murphy in Odette's solo from Act Two. In the subsequent ballroom scene, uh, Siegfried arrives, and so does the evil sorcerer von Rothbart with his daughter, the sorceress Odile, who enchants Siegfried so that he believes she is Odette, and she is more commonly referred to as the Black Swan. We're going to see the two solos, or variations as we call them, from the Black Swan Pas de Deux, and also the coda in which Odile performs the famous 32 fuetes, the 32 whipping turns. We will see Angelica Generosa as Odile and Stephen Locke as Siegfried in these final excerpts from Swan Lake. Then we move on to George Balanchine's take on the full-length ballet and his 1967 Jewels. Now, Jewels was billed initially as the first plotless full-length ballet. And in fact, it didn't even have the title Jewels. Uh, there were just titles for the three ballets that made up the evening-length work. First, Emeralds, which is set to the French music of Gabrielle Fauré. Then Rubies, set to jazzy music by Igor Stravinsky. And finally, Diamonds, set to uh, Symphony Number no. 3, by, of course, Tchaikovsky, whose music we'll have just heard in Swan Lake. Emeralds will be represented tonight by uh, the first solo of the ballet, which is often referred to as the bracelet solo, because the way the woman uses her hands and her arms, it's as though she's admiring what she's wearing on her wrists. This role was made for the much-loved ballerina Violette Verdi, and in past years we uh, we're able to have Violette with us in the studios to work with our dancers and coach them in this role that Balanchine made for her, which seemed to fit her personality and style so perfectly. You will see Lita Biasucci in the bracelet solo from Emeralds. We move on to Rubies and the Potida, the central duet of Rubies, which was initially made for Patricia McBride and Edward Villella. As with Violette, we have had Edward in the studios in the past to work with our dancers, particularly our men, on this great duet and the great solos for the man in Rubies. Uh, the music, yes, Stravinsky. I feel Stravinsky always sounds like Stravinsky, but at the same time, he was a terrific chameleon. Stravinsky had a long life. And during that time, he was born in the 1880s and died in the early 1970s. He saw so many changes in music and in aesthetics. And he was able to assimilate those into a style that nevertheless always sounded like him. And what we have here in his Capriccio for Piano and Orchestra is uh, Stravinsky assimilating the jazz age. This was composed in 1929, essentially a piano concerto. Uh, for our program, you'll hear the two piano version performed by our company pianists, 
George, uh, excuse me, Josh Archibald Cipher and Christina Siemens joining together to play this terrific Stravinsky music, to which Sarah Gabrielle Ryan and Kyle Davis will perform the duet from Balanchine's Rubies. Then we move on to Diamonds. <clears throat> excuse me, of course, Diamonds is so famous. It's a large scale work for 34 dancers. I think most famous and most often seen from Diamonds is the central duet, the Pas de Deux. <clears throat> this was choreographed for Suzanne Farrell and for Jacques D'Amboise, both of whom in the past have worked with our dancers in our studios on these roles. But for this program, uniquely, we're going to see the scherzo. Now, the scherzo follows the Pas de Deux, and in it, Balanchine takes all of... Uh, the type of short solos we just saw our dancers perform in Swan Lake and orchestrates them into one larger work set to one piece of music. I think that's one of Balanchine's great developments in ballet was the ability to take what in the 19th century were individual sequences of dance and music and uh, turn that into a single structure that features all of the solos, all of the duets and ensembles, uh, under one piece of music. And here we have the fourth movement from Tchaikovsky's third symphony, the Polish symphony as it's known. It's the wonderful scherzo that will feature Leslie Rausch in the ballerina role, dancing her solos, Jerome Tisserand in the cavalier role, and then four uh, women soloists and four men soloists. And I just want to give you the name of these couples as well. You'll be seeing Genevieve Waldorf and Joshua Grant, Madison Rain Abeo and Ryan Cardea. Sarah Pash and Ezra Thompson, Leah Tirada and Miles Pirtle, joining Leslie Rausch and Jerome Tisserand for, for this really terrific scherzo from Balanchine's Diamonds. I want to say also that both the Swan Lake excerpts and the Jewels excerpts are performed by uh, principal players from our orchestra, uh, joined by Josh Archibald Cipher on the piano. For the rest of the program, we we'll be looking at more contemporary dances, beginning with Jessica Lange's unique solo, The Calling. Now, The Calling was uh, made in 2006. We acquired it in 2015, and it's unique for a couple of reasons. One, the dancer is mostly stationary with regard to legs and feet. Uh, he or she is wearing a skirt that is made out of yards and yards of fabric, and it extends far beyond the dancer. And much of the choreography involves the movements of the upper body, the arms, the hands, the head and the neck and the torso, and also how they're able to manipulate the fabric of the skirt. Uh, another unique feature is the music, which is a uh, French medieval song from the 12th or 13th century. It's sung in Latin and it'll be performed here by the vocalist Sara Sharif Doyle. And our soloist for the calling is Dylan Wald. Next, another solo couldn't be more different and is possibly even a little bit schizophrenic in and of itself. And that is Marco Gurkha's Mopi, which Peter Bull brought to us during his first season as artistic director at PMB, where it was performed by James Moore. I'm sure many of us have uh, vivid memories of James in this really unique and uh, strange but lovable work. Um, like One Body, it was commissioned by Peter Bowl, uh, this time for Peter Bowl and Company, and it was performed uh, at the premiere by the New York City Ballet soloist Sean Swazi in 2004. Now, why do I say schizophrenic? 
um, I'm talking about the music. The first half of the dance is set to music by uh, one of Johann Sebastian Bach's sons, Carl Philipp Emanuel, or as he's usually known, C.P.E. Bach for short, because that's an awfully long name. Um, it's a piece for uh, cello and strings, and uh, it's from the Rococo period, just moving out of the Baroque and before the classical eras. And then that's followed by what couldn't be more, uh, any more different, and that is Surfin' Bird by the Cramps. Uh, now, when I think of Marco Gurkha's style, the several pieces that I've seen, it's a fairly consistent style. It's really characterized by sharp movements of the op upper body. Uh, he often has the dancer turned away from us, so that we're really, again, focusing on the back and what the arms and the hands are doing. And to see that style, that consistent style, performed, uh, hearing and seeing it performed to music by C.P.E. Bach, and then right on the flip side, performed to music by the cramps. I, I can't help but think we're gonna see it in different ways in the context of this nearly 15 minute solo. So uh, you'll be seeing James uh, reprising this role that has been in his repertory for so many seasons now. And uh, I think you'll see a masterful performance of what is a really unique solo uh, part of our repertory, Mopey. Next, we'll see another recent piece, uh, the duet from The Trees, The Trees, which was choreographed by Robin Mineko Williams. Now this, this work, The Trees, The Trees, premiered on the same program as Foil in the fall of 2019. Uh, Robin Mineko Williams comes to us from Chicago where she was uh, a longtime member of Hubbard Street uh, Dance Chicago. And she is now working as a freelance choreographer uh, also a unique piece, but also set in uh, the room of a house. I mean, dance really does happen everywhere. Uh, this was a more literal house in the trees, the trees. We had a couch and we had a, a, a table and uh, the dancers were wearing uh, costumes that resembled more everyday clothes. And the dance took place in this sort of uh, um, domestic setting, if you will. The music is by Kyle Vegter, and it is uh, also vocal music and featured an onstage vocalist, Alicia Walter, who brought a great uh, amount of vocal personality to uh, this music, uh, set to words by the poet Heather Crystal. The words even have domestic references. Refrigerator comes to mind, uh, microwave, and so forth. Um, again, another unique addition to the repertory. We'll see here just the duet uh, from The Trees, The Trees, and it will be performed by Elle Macy and Dylan Wald. And then we close the program with the finale of Red Angels. Red Angels is choreographed by the late Ulysses Dove. Uh, it is part of a small collection of works that he left as his uh, dance legacy. It was commissioned uh, and performed by New York City Ballet in 1994, and Peter Bull was part of that original cast of Two Men and Two Women. Red Angels has been in the repertory of PMB for many seasons now. Uh, Peter has also staged the ballet for other companies, and just last week he was on Zoom teaching it to the students uh, of the dance program at Indiana University. Red Angels is set to wonderful music by Richard Einhorn. It's a solo for electric violin called Maxwell's Demon. It's performed for us by our concertmaster, Michael Jinsu Lim. 
and it features, uh, as you might expect in the finale, each dancer in a short solo, and then briefly, they all dance together. And you'll be seeing Amanda Morgan, William Lin Yi, Cecilia Arlesiu, and Lucianne Postal Wait in this finale from Ulysses Dove's Red Angels. So that is our program. And I wanted to share that a couple things. One, all of these dances have been filmed since our dancers returned to the studio in McCall Hall at the end of July and beginning of August. Uh, throughout that time, they've been rehearsing and filming. And likewise, nearly all of the music, the music performed by our own musicians at PMB has been recorded for these performance, some of it arranged to accommodate small groups. And of course, um, strict protocols have been followed for health and safety. Of course, that's our first priority. But it's been a thrill for the dancers and the musicians and really the entire organization to be back and be able to work and create dance and document dance and share it with you. Because of course, that's what uh, the dancers want to do, the musicians, and all of us at PNB. Um, it's not the same, of course. It's different from seeing dance live in the theater, but I think that it's uh, a wonderful opportunity to take advantage of some unique features that we have here. Uh, one, with film dance, we're able to see the dance from vantage points that we wouldn't be able to in the theater. Because we filmed with multiple cameras, you'll see the dance from the front and side, up close and far away. Uh, that gives you a unique vantage point. Also, because of the nature of these recordings and the way they're distributed to you, you're able to watch the dances more than once. Uh, which is terrific and not just a uh, different performance but the same performance if you want to rewind and see something exactly as it was performed one more time you're able to do that if you particularly love a work you can see it again if something didn't click with you you didn't love it as much you can go back again and see what's it like the second time or the third time does it read the same to me do i see different things in it so i would encourage you to take advantage of this unique opportunity to see dance in this particular way. Above all, we're so grateful for your support of PNB throughout an unprecedented time. We're thrilled to be able to bring dance to you, and I'm thrilled to be able to talk about it with you as well from my own home here, and I look forward to sharing with you about the upcoming programs throughout the season. So I'll see you next time on Ballet Talk. Thank you.